In the very first episode of Zeltas, we touched on the subject of commonalities in modern language. No story captures this idea more perfectly than that of the Tower of Babel. There was a time when all the peoples of the earth spoke a single language. So the story goes. They came together to build a tower that would stretch to the heavens, but their supreme deity was angered by the audacity of this project and shattered their one language into many, so they would never attempt such a feat again. And it's the story that we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to Deltas, a podcast about our collective past and present world. The story of the Tower of Babel was the closest thing to a theory of proto-languages until the 17th and 18th centuries came around. Travel, while still dangerous, became more commonplace and people speaking different languages began more and more to inhabit the same space. When we as people of different nations inhabit a single space, something wonderful happens. We seek to understand each other. So it is no surprise that almost as soon as new languages came into contact with each other during this period, scholars were starting to see patterns and sounds those languages shared. Collect enough of these similar patterns and maybe you can construct the parent language that both languages came from. There was a striking difference between the work of scholars at the dawn of modern linguistics and the story of the Tower of Babel. Instead of one proto-language, there were many proto-languages, gathered in clusters all over the world. Proto-Celtic, covering languages such as Irish, Breton, and Manx. Proto-Italic, covering languages such as Spanish, Romanian, and French and Proto-Albanian, of which the only living language is, you guessed it, Albanian. Of course, the academics went further. Classifying Proto-Celtic, Proto-Italic, Proto-Albanian, and a bunch of other so-called subfamilies into one giant proto-language family called Proto-Indo-European. Broadly speaking, it covers the Indo-European languages. But can we go further? comparing the Proto-Indo-European family with the Proto-Altaic family, which includes languages like Mongolian and Turkish, to find their common ancestor. Well, this is where we move from the realm of mainstream linguists into that of linguistic mavericks. The maverick in question being Joseph Greenberg. Greenberg undertook the mass comparison of dozens of languages and believed he found their common ancestor, Proto-Eurasiatic, a proto-language covering a huge portion of Eurasian continent's native tongues. And this would be where the story ends, if it weren't for another maverick linguist of the 1990s called Merit Rulin. Rulin made a final push, building on Greenberg's work, comparing languages from all over the earth, distilling from these languages 27 words of a language he called Proto-World. This was 
the mother of all languages, or so Rulin claimed. Now, I want to stress that the vast majority of historical linguists refute these proto-world languages, preferring to remain at the proto-Indo-European level of abstraction. But Greenberg and Rulin are not the only ones who believe in a common ancestor of all languages. There will always be those who seek the Tower of Babel. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.